What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Naime, with Zingin' In with Naime. Kim is not joining us today, but you'll be hearing from her next week. If this is your first time to the pod, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back, family. I hope you're all taking care of yourself and doing well. COVID is ravaging. The numbers are increasing. So please take care of yourself. Wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, definitely wear a mask. Um, I would say personally consider limiting how much time you spend out in large group settings. Um, If you can't do that, you know, that's your business. If you don't want to do that, that's definitely your business. However, let's really be mindful of how we're keeping each other safe, how we're keeping ourselves safe, how we're keeping our community safe. Um, Black Lives Matter, Phoenix Metro says, you know, we keep us safe. And so I want to just ring to that. And it's true. We keep us safe. And so I really encourage you to to really think about ways that you can keep yourself safe, ways that you can keep your community safe. If you are in a fortunate party to get COVID, uh, I looked up because I was really curious to just see, you know, what the CDC and other communities of people, intelligent people, educated people, research-based, whatever, can kind of tell us on how to protect ourselves once we have COVID, so how to make sure we don't get pneumonia or things like that. And I could not find any information. Um, So this is what I learned from having COVID. Yes, your girl had COVID. COVID caught me. I did have COVID. What's even unfortunate about having COVID is I was vaccinated. I am vaccinated and I still got it. So even if you're vaccinated, COVID you know, is, is not a respectable person of persons, right? She gonna get who she gonna get. So really be careful. Um, but some things, you know, consider taking mucinex or any type of pain reliever. Um, and I don't mean Tylenol and or like Advil. Those are pain relievers, yes. But I would think of heavy duty things like NyQuil or DayQuil. Uh, medicine, like a medicine that helps with congestion as well. Um I know for me, I used the brand, you know, the Kroger brand of the cold and flu uh, medicine, the acetaminophen medicine. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's spelled A-C-E-A-T-A-M-I-N-O-P-H-E-N. That type of cold and flu medicine really helped me get through the days and nights. Um, Luckily, my symptoms were really minimum. I, I wasn't you know, doing, uh, didn't have any too, too large or crazy symptoms, but nonetheless, it sucked having it. There was a lot of pain that was associated with it. And that helped me with my breathing. I did end up buying one of those nasal like things that helped me breathe that opened up my congestion. Um, I would encourage you to get one of those. I encourage you to sleep as much as you can. I've been in quarantine today's day six. Um, and I've been in quarantine the past six days and, um, like just, you know, take care of yourself, take care of yourself, uh, drink lots of fluid. I drink water. I drink Gatorade. I have some cranberry juice. I drink ginger tea, um, because ginger tea helps a lot. I also made this concoction that I learned from someone who is, will be unnamed, but if you listen to this, you know who you are. Uh, he had taught me to drink hot water right with and this helps with a cold if you have a cold it helps with it helps like the next day you're good to go and so I I drank this and didn't help it uh like the next day but I definitely think that it helped just 
help ease the symptoms a little bit. But hot water with ginger, with lemon, with cayenne pepper, turmeric, and apple cider vinegar. It is the most disgusting thing ever. Uh, luckily, I end up losing my taste of smell and taste. Excuse me, I lo lost my sense of smell and taste. So I wasn't even able to smell or taste it. So that really helped me out. But it did also help just with everything. Uh, I would also really encourage you. I couldn't find anything about how to, you know, keep from getting pneumonia. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people who end up getting pneumonia during COVID. And I can imagine you can probably think of at least one other person who also did. And so one thing I did was I regularly made sure that I got out of bed and I walked around my apartment. I have a balcony space in my apartment. So I went out there and I walked around that um, just to help me making sure that the blood was going through my body. There was no fluid that was just going to stand still anywhere because that's, what, you know, how a way for pneumonia to come. That's also a way for you to have some fluid in your lungs if you're not walking up and getting around. I also, every morning, uh, did at least five minutes of deep breathing where I would just breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth. I also did in through my nose and out through my nose, which is a little difficult because I was so congested, congested. But that also helped me to just make sure that my lungs were working because, again, this is a virus that attacks our lungs. Um, and that helped me. And I definitely slept as much as I could. I was really tired. I had a few body aches. Um, I also put and slept with a lot of pillows. Uh, I normally sleep with one pillow. I have a, a few pillows on my bed, but I sleep with one pillow because it helps with my body and just my neck and it feels better for me. But this past few days, I've slept with uh, multiple pillows and it helped elevate my head so that any congestion will come down, right? Gravity and it came straight down. So that helped me quite a bit with just breathing in my nose. Those are like the main things. Um, I kept coughing, whatever pills, not pills, what's it called? Like cough drops near me. Um, I got the honey lemon with an E-C-H-I-N-A-C-E-A. -E -A. Uh, it's a cough suppressant. I, it's just healthy, right? It's an herb and it's, it's a lot healthier. It helps um, calm, you know, whatever congestion I have in my throat or whatever pain I have in my throat. And I also took those and those helped a lot. Again, these are for people who find themselves with COVID with mild symptoms. Again, I am vaccinated, and so I do believe, and I thank God for being vaccinated, but I do believe that's one of the reasons why my symptoms weren't too bad. Um, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, I'm very fortunate that I was able to, I, I didn't have to go into work. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be able to go to, into work, right? You, you requested to quarantine for 10 days, and so I'm quarantined. Uh, Kim actually um, ended up staying somewhere else. But anyways, I was able to quarantine. I have a space to quarantine. So I want to share that um, with you all. So I'm super, you know, grateful. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, moving forward, what I wanted to really, after I gave that information, I just, again, I'm not saying that you have to listen to what I do or what I did. I just, I got, I caught COVID and I was trying to figure out how do I make sure it does not get worse? How do I take care of myself while having COVID? And CDC, who 
all the different places I looked, it all talked about uh, making sure you wipe down counters, which I do every night and throughout the day, making sure you wear a mask and you quarantine for 10 days and you sleep and take liquids. But it didn't say like what things to take. It didn't tell me what things to stay away from. Unfortunately, I lost weight, y'all. I'm, I'm already pretty skinny, um, but I lost weight because for the first three days, I didn't have an appetite. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't eat. I forced my seat, myself to eat soup. But even with that, right, soup, just it wasn't enough protein and things like that. And so now I'm slowly regaining my appetite. And I'm starting to eat more. Uh, but even that, like I don't have taste, right? So it's not like I want to go out and buy all these crazy meals because I can't taste it. So I'm really trying to stick to things that's like, you know, it doesn't matter if I have taste or not. Like I, I'm okay eating this. Um, but make sure you, you, you are staying hydrated and you're eating. Again, I'm not a doctor, but just these are things that helped me. And so if they help you, they help you. If they don't, they don't. That's also fine. I'm not saying that you have to do it. It's just because, again, I couldn't find any information. So I want to make sure that you know, that's what the purpose of this podcast is. We're digging into information, gathering information, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves, that we're learning, that we're growing, and that we're progressing. Um, all in the name of Jesus Christ, right? All to the glory of Jesus Christ. That's my thing. Even though you may not know that, you know, you may not practice that. That's me. Anywho, one other thing that has happened as we are in this time is the eviction more. I don't know if I said that correctly, uh, but unfortunately, on the first of the month, really the last month of July, excuse me, the last day of July, um, evictions are now, it's okay, it's okay it's for uh, apartment complexes or landlords or whoever to evict people who may be behind on rent because of economic issues because of the virus, because of COVID-19. And it's really been unfortunate. Um, there was a lot of people rallying, saying to call your senators. Um, realistically, what happened really was that they had a recess. They gave uh, the House, gave themselves a recess and allowed the House um, representatives, the, the federal representatives, to go on a vacation. And since they had a recess, they did not decide to extend the moratorium before they went on recess and that left a lot of people open to the hands of landlords who can then choose to evict um <laughs> as far as i know i don't personally know anyone who has been evicted but i do know there are a lot of people who are in the hands of their landlords and the you know having conversations however today just a few minutes ago um President Biden is expected to announce a new federal eviction moratorium to replace the one that expired on Saturday. And so we will see, right? This is It's confirmed that he's going to do this. Um, and it's expected to cover 90% of renters' population. I'm not sure. You know, there's still that 10%, you know, but 90% is good for now. Um, I'm hoping we can get everyone because... Every single person deserves a place to lay their head. Every single person deserves, you know, safety. Um, and especially when we think about our unhoused population, how 
much larger that is happening. And I think I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I there you know I could, I can say at some point we all probably have experienced a close or maybe even being unhoused, but definitely a close call of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm in a situation now where my lease ends in October. And I don't really know what I'm going to do next. I have some options, but I'm not sure what is my next move. And so I, I don't want to speak for anyone, but again, I can assume that if not all of us, many of us had have experienced this up in the air. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know where I'm going to lay my head tonight, tomorrow, or in six months. And so it's a it's not a fun situation. This also comes at a time where in California, y'all, homelessness in California has now become a crime. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it has always somewhat kind of been illegal to be to be unhoused. Let's let's be honest, right? It it walking around and um your home being a public space and the idea of like a park or a bench or under a bridge, things like that, has always allowed uh, space for the police to come in and, and to either disturb you, right, or either to take your things and throw in the trash or to arrest you. Um, and so it always, quote unquote, let's be honest, has been illegal to be unhoused and homeless and to be living on the street. That That is very much true. Uh, but now in Los Angeles, it is effectively illegal to be homeless. Um, the mayor has signed an ordinance, an anti-camping law ordinance that basically makes it illegal to be homeless. I'm not sure you know what what's what they're gonna do exactly. They're they're criminalizing it. Um and my brother who lives in um he lives next to Venice Beach, he had posted a video of all the camps gone. The camps have been completely cleared there are no longer set up camps where people slept. And this comes at a time when we already have COVID, right? So it was already dangerous for a group of people uh, who live on the street to just be all congruent, right? To be connected in such a way that's dangerous for them. Um, but now it's like, where are they supposed to go? What do you, what do you expect? What do you expect? And I know not a lot of people agree with me in, in my stance on how I feel about the unhoused population. I do believe that that there um, is some support that we as community members, that there's support that the state, the local level, right, the cities can do. Uh, when we think about the, the needs of people who may be unhoused, right? But realistically, I don't think clearing out an encampment and then criminalizing them and giving you the legal power to then arrest people is the right way to go. I don't. I don't think it is, especially at a time where we see houses, house the housing market is going crazy, right? In Arizona, housing is so expensive with more people moving here, specifically from California, but just in general, more people are moving here day and day day to day. And so housing is getting so expensive. And it's like the middle line is completely fading away. And so it's, 
and then you have this eviction moratorium. Again, I, I do apologize if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Um, but again, like this isn't going to help anything. We are in a global pandemic again. And I, and I, and people legit have thought that we were going to like the pandemic was ending. People thought that it was coming to an end, but it was not. Let's be real. A lot of people started traveling again, going to different countries where the vaccine is not readily available. The vaccine is not super easy to assess. Um, access in different countries and so you have people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated going to these these spaces and these communities bringing whatever diseases they have on top of bringing back whatever they may have got from there like how did y'all think the the pandemic was ending i'm really confused like make it make sense <laughs> it don't make sense to me um, and then you have, and, and again, and, and this is if you are not vaccinated, if you choose not to be vaccinated, I'm not someone, I'm not going to tell you to be vaccinated. But I do know this for sure. I have had COVID and I refuse to listen to anyone tell me about COVID unless they had it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to, I don't want to hear nobody telling me about why I'm wearing a mask, why I'm doing A, B, C, and D. Yeah, if you, especially if you haven't had COVID, if you haven't had it, I don't want to hear it. I've experienced it. You know what I'm saying? I woke up in the middle of the night with the shakes and the pains. And like, I don't want to hear it. Um, but anyways, I'm going on a little rant. The point I'm saying is um, I'm challenging us all to think, how can we help? What are things that we can do in this moment of time to protect ourselves, to protect our, our families, to protect our community? It's more than just protecting ourselves. And even then, when we protect ourselves, we protect our communities. Uh, I'm not speaking to people who already do the community work. If you're already doing work for your community, I, I applaud you. And I and I encourage you to keep going. And I encourage you to bring people with you so you don't have to overextend yourself. But if, if you've never done any sort of community work or you don't know where to start, I challenge you first to just look at your neighbors. What do your neighbors need? Is there a neighbor um, that may need something, right? I also challenge you to, to reach out to your friends who have COVID. It's really expensive. I'm seeing it cost me about $15 to have groceries delivered to me. I'm not in a space where I can afford $15 of, of on top of the groceries I'm already getting because I'm not working. Luckily, I have PTO. Thank God for that. But nonetheless, right, like I'm also a contractor. So technically, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it it's not helping me. Um, so even if you can, I, I'm thankful for the people who reached out to me. And, and again, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell many people I had COVID. I didn't. I, I really kept it to myself. I minded my business with it. Not many people know. It was a really need to know basis. My bosses knew. Um, the people I did do contract work for, they know because I'm like, yo, I'm going to be a little slower with some of the work you're expecting because I have COVID, right? Like the need to know basis, no. The people I was around, they know so they can go get tested. Um, but nonetheless, I'm grateful for the people who reached out to me and said if there was anything I need, that they could come deliver things to my door. So even if that's something you can do, right? If you know someone who has COVID and you're like, yo, can I come deliver groceries to your door? So you don't have to spend that extra $15 or depending on where you live, maybe $20 for to have it delivered to you. Um, I encourage everyone wearing your mask. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's hot. I had such a large acne breakout from wearing my mask. 
Um, but I'm going to continue wearing my mask, right? Continue doing that. If you can, please continue to get tested. There are some people who have antibodies because they have, they are carriers. They've been asymptomatic. Please get tested. Go and, and see if you have COVID. I'm not telling you to get vaccinated. I, I wish everyone got vaccinated, realistically. But if that's not what you feel comfortable doing, then that is your business. But I challenge you with that. Are you getting tested regularly to at least make sure that you're not carrying it? Um, the same thing if, if you actually I'm gonna bring that up. Uh, if you have money to donate to different organizations, donate. If you have money to donate to, to different family members or people in the community, again, if you know someone's getting evicted, donate money. Um, in Arizona, it's definitely, we're still in a heat wave. Right? Well, all over the country, we're in a heat wave. If you can, carry extra water bottles around with you. So when you see people on the street who may be unhoused, you can give them a cold water or just a water in general. Um, the other thing the other thing that's really important in doing community work is do not assume people want it. Don't go up to people and say, here, no. You go and say, hey, I am capable of doing A, B, C, and D for you. Can I serve you? May I do this for you? Can I give you this in a way? Don't assume because someone doesn't have something that they're going to want something for you. That That's, that's bad, right? You want to make sure that people have agency especially people who are who um, we think that are in need, we assume because they need something that they don't know how to ask for, or that they don't have agency for themselves, that they can't figure it out. And that's not a good thing to assume. We want people to feel empowered. So as we're giving out these water bottles, empower them with it, right? Don't just say, oh, here, you need this. No, no, no. Hey, I have water. I have extra water. Would you like an extra one, right? Empower them to then make a decision to then say yes or no. The other thing do not feel away if someone denies you of something, right? If someone says no, thank you or no, do not feel away. If if you feel away, I would challenge you to ask to ask yourself why do you feel away? Why do you feel away? What is it about you that you feel? What's the word? You feel this arrogance. Remember, we have agency. I should feel empowered. If I don't want water from you, I can say that, right? Especially like you're a stranger. I don't know you, so I don't know what you've done to the water. And so that's okay. We want to feel empowered. So go in with good intentions. Make sure you have good intentions. Just help and serve. Not to get a thank you. And that's another thing. If you don't get a thank you, don't be mad. People might not say thank you. If you're here for the thank you, again, check your intentions. Um, but I definitely think that right now, all the time, all the time we're in a space where we should give to others and, and to love and to, and to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and taking care of others so that others can be taken care of. But especially right now, let's be, let's set our hearts in a way, let's set our hearts in a way that is open to give and then open to receive. The Bible says we reap what we sow. If you sow destruction, you, you will reap destruction. If you sow love, if you sow peace, if you sow thankfulness, if you sow giving, you will reap these things back. That's all I have for, because I'm starting to get a headache. And my throat is starting to hurt. Um, but just know I love you all. 
wherever you're listening from. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that I have breath. I'm thankful that my symptoms aren't that bad. I'm thankful that I am able to see another day. And I know it's not the same for everyone else. I know there's some people out there who could not see a day. I've, I've had a few family members pass this year and last year. I have a, a few friends who've passed. Uh, I've lost a few people over the last year and a half. And it's been crazy. But I just thank God that I'm still here. And as long as I'm still here, I will always make myself available to care for myself, to care for others, and to continue to share the gospel. So be blessed, y'all. Peace.